It's, I guess, over the past, I don't know, I'd say like 10 years, um, it's something that I've become increasingly aware of and have maybe even started to think of it of like, how can I prepare myself better for this? Or how can I be ready for this? Mm -hmm. And I don't really know that you can. I don't know what the answer to that is. I think it's good that we're talking about it because I feel like I'm going through it in some ways now. I feel like there is a bit of a shift in my mum's situation and you mm -hmm. do start to realise things are going to change and so you have to prepare yourself. And one of the things that I feel like I'm experiencing is how I found myself getting a little bit short-tempered and a little bit frustrated and mm -hmm. almost not angry, but yeah, a bit, a bit short and kind of with her and I was like why why am I why am I behaving like this okay three two one hey friends it's Nicole and Kate your girls from across the globe Sydney Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you get ready for a candid convo with us Nicole and Kate Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hey Nicole. Hello Kate. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm happy to be I'm happy to be recording today and seeing you. Yes. Being Me too. Of... Me too. It was kind of it was like a a shining light at the end of my day. <laughs> it was a And the start for you. Bright start to my day. Yeah. I know both of us have lots of things going on outside of this recording. And I think it's pretty applicable to today's topic, which is going to be all about changing roles and identities. I feel like this is a big topic, uh, one big enough that you and I actually had quite the pre-chat around how to keep this conversation focused, because I feel like there's so many different places we could go with it. But I think it's rooted in this idea that no one can really prepare you for what it's like when big changes happen in life. Of course, we experience them at different times and usually to varying levels. Um, but specifically as it relates to your identity or your role in a given situation, for example, your parents getting older and suddenly you don't really need them anymore, but they need you. And so it's kind of like this role reversal that well, I never thought about that when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, you're always the kid, right? You, you think you're going to be the kid forever, the child forever. Right, right. No worries, nowhere to be, no agenda. <laughs> You've always got someone to ask help from. Yes, Indeed. And I, I think it extends far beyond that, too, though, as adults, you know, now um, there's this everyday kind of whirlwind feeling of changing identities from 
being a business owner to, you know, perhaps being a caregiver. I know that in certain situations, you know, you might be caring for a loved one or even helping out a neighbor or a friend. Um, for many of us, that uh, change of identities is sometimes to being a parent or to being a child or to being a student, a homeowner. Uh, the list goes on and on. <laughs> This is actually so top of mind for me because I felt this way today, even to the extent that I had to send you a message on WhatsApp and ask if we could hop on 10 minutes late because I spent my entire day uh, outside of wearing my business owner hat and I was wearing, um, you know, my caregiver hat, my shopping hat, my household hat, my project manager hat for a few things we have going on around the house. And uh, also, I'm about to be hosting a ton of company for our wedding, too. So I kind of have like this hostess hat on, too, where I'm, you know, prepping everything and trying to make sure that everything is ready. And so it, I thought I was going to have plenty of time, you know, between everything that I was working on today, running to the between different stores and, and prepping the house and everything to jumping on a call with you come to realize, you know, I got home and I had like five minutes to basically turn myself around and change identities from, you know, being like this homeowner person that was doing all these things to jumping on and recording this podcast. And that switch isn't always super easy. But, you know, like we said, actually, when we were chatting before we jumped on, you just kind of got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, this is so topical because this happened to me yesterday in, the, in, in a similar way. My, um, I had to take my mom to a doctor's appointment. So she's just kind of recently run into her some health issues, knock on wood, everything seems to be fine, but she's kind of broken her streak of, you know, we've talked about my mom of like no medication, doing great yes. till 79. Right. Hmm. Well, there could be a little bit of a change on the horizon, which is, you know, what we're talking about today. And yesterday I, you know, took her to an appointment because she needed me uh, to accompany her. And that really took my entire morning. And as soon as I had, and you know, once it was all done, everything's okay. You know, the next uh, steps are in motion, dropped her off home. I had to come home and get straight back into the business. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And it was, you know, solving problems, answering people, people, you know, when I said before people look to you for answers, like all of a sudden you have to operate from, okay, things are needed from me right now. I've got to think, solve problems, answer questions. But just a few hours before I was in another headspace completely mm -hmm. and a very emotional headspace because it was this situation of my mum needs me, you know, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to deal yeah, with. And I don't know if you experienced this, but when, when that kind of started happening for me and like maybe, you know, the first handful of times that I realized like, oh, okay, my parents are, are asking things of me that like I didn't expect, I wasn't expecting it. And so it was kind of this whole mentality of, What's going on? Like trying to, I felt almost like I was trying to place myself in a world that I didn't quite recognize anymore with this, you know, change of, of role or change of identity where 
you know, I just wasn't used to my parents asking for help in that way. And it's, it's not always your parents either, right? I mean, we have some neighbors who are dear friends of ours and we love them greatly and are so happy to help them. They're in their 80s mm-hmm. and they're here by themselves, you know, and, and so every time I go to the grocery store, you know, I pick them up food, we go up there and play games with them and, and do all this stuff. And I love doing it. And I think that's the other side of it that I can sometimes, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but I guess it's just trying to like, I don't know if make sense of it is the right way to describe it either, but you're just kind of in this identity where you're like, I want to help and and I'm here to help. And these are, you know, either my parents or my neighbors or my dear friends. And I, I want to give, but I'm just trying to figure out what this role looks like because I've never done this before. Yeah. It's <laughs> does a, that make sense? No, it does. Because I think of the, f- I think in that situation, say with these neighbors, you almost see them as equals, right? They're, they're another mm. couple of adults who... Mm-hmm. relate to the world and have, you know, their own life going on the same way that you do, even though you are much younger. But as soon as then they start to maybe require or have different needs, and especially I think with parents this happens, then they're no longer kind of operating in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I, that's they're, where they're, their identity yeah struggle comes into it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's just that it's new and unexpected sometimes. I think we can even sometimes experience it when, when it comes to like technology, for example, like, you know, everything's moving so fast, right? And everyone's gotten that call from their parents. It's like, I'm on my computer and I don't know what's happening. And they describe like some bogus, weird situation (laughs) and ask for your help with it. You just reminded me of something that happened a few weeks back when mum's issues started to creep up and we started to take her to some appointments. And I don't know if this is the case where you are, but a lot of new buildings now, when it comes to the elevators, the lifts, You know how many lifts have the buttons inside, right? Yeah. When you step in, you're going to go to floor 13, you select button 13. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a lot of modern buildings here where the elevators don't have any buttons and there are screens outside. Oh, look how fancy we are in Sydney. Okay. You, you seem surprised. So fancy. So let me, let me exp- I'm shocked right now if, I, if you see my face. <laughs> so there will be these kind of small iPad-like screens. They're not iPads, but that's kind of the size. Digital screens that are outside the elevators. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to a certain floor, you actually select the floor on that screen, on that pad. And then it'll tell you which elevator. And they're usually labeled either A, B, C. Okay. And it tells you... Okay, okay, carriage or door is the one for you, right? So let's say I select floor 13, it chooses, okay, A, and it'll bring up on the screen A, and A opens up and you walk into A and it takes you directly. You don't have to press floor 13, right? I love this efficiency. Yeah, well, we were trying to think like, is this a security thing? It's pretty common, I would say, here around Sydney. Anyway, so this 
clinic that I was taking my mom to had one of these systems and she knew the floor we had to get up to. She saw me tapping, you know, the number on the screen. And then we got in, she's like, where's the button? And she didn't actually understand how we were going to get to that floor. And she said to me, I don't think I could have figured this out if I were on my own. Mm. And I was like, so when you talk about technology, couldn't like process what was happening. Well, it's a t- completely new way of getting into an elevator right. to get to a floor. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, and to be fair, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people if seeing that for the first time who wouldn't know. It's a very kind of technologically dependent kind of new way of doing something that was pretty common for years and years and years doing it one way getting into an elevator pressing a button and all of a sudden it's done in a completely different way I mean I'm raising my hand (laughs) I probably would have been the same way it'd be like what's going on here there are no buttons (laughs) right so that experience all of a sudden where you become the teacher or you're showing them something that is new and you know as a kid they're always Mm -hmm. explaining the world to you right now I found in that moment I was explaining the world to her you know which was Mm -hmm. really yeah made me kind of yeah think it's different yeah yeah I think a big thing for me too, when I kind of like a flip switched maybe was when my parents turned 70 and both of my parents turned 70. Let me see. I think I'm speaking accurately when I say both of my parents turned 70 during COVID. So, you know, it wasn't like I was there to celebrate with them or we got to throw like this huge party and My sister turned 40 during COVID. My parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary during COVID. So there were like all these huge celebrations that were, you know, we were approaching them in in a totally different way than had it been non-COVID times. And uh, I, when my parents turned 70 and when they had their 50th wedding anniversary, my first thought was to when I was a child. And that happened to all of my grandparents. My grandparents turned 70 and my grandparents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And as a child, those are my grandparents. And like, that's what happens to grandparents. (laughs) They celebrate these huge milestones because they're much older than me. And, you know, that is, I guess it was kind of almost like frozen in my mind as that. So when I actually registered that my parents were celebrating those milestones, it just hit me like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm thinking of like my grandparents, but now I guess I'm the age that my parents were when that happened to my grandparents. And that's just like a strange... (laughs) I don't know. You almost feel like you're in a time machine or something. It's a weird I don't know moment. If you experience that. I haven't, but I know that Omar talks about a very similar moment. He's got this home video of him dancing to some Michael Jackson songs and he's like three years old he's super cute he's doing all the moves and his parents are watching him in the in the video right it's a it's a party and he had that moment when he was looking at his dad and he just had that moment of like oh my god my dad looks so old and then the immediate thought right after was wait a minute that's how old I am right now and there was that 
Yeah. Kind of similar to what you it's described. Like the 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 spatial recognition or something like doesn't compute. <laughs> I suppose it's the way it you really see like, yourself, right? You 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 have yeah. this view of yourself. You have this view of mm. your parents or people who are older, like your grandparents, and you kind of think mm. it's almost like it's static, and you don't want it to change or it doesn't sh- yeah. shift until you realize no no no, there has been a big shift. Like you've caught up either in age or they've caught up they're at the next stage and it's not no longer static Mm -hmm. yeah and and I I guess it's also uh you know times when when my grandparents were at the point where they started asking my parents for help or like you know my dad was having to take trips to like do stuff with his parents and they were, you know, moving into assisted living and like that, those types of mm. situations, my mom too. Um, and to think it's just like a very surreal thing to think that, that I would be in that mm. situation or that position that, that my parents would be asking me about, you know, they're, they're not right now, which Mm. is great. I'm happy that my parents are independent and living at home on their own and they're both healthy. And, um, but it's, I guess over the past, I don't know, I'd say like 10 years, um, it's something that I've become increasingly aware of and have maybe even started to think of it of like, how can I prepare myself better for this? Or how can I be ready for this? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know that you can. I don't know what the answer to that is. I think it's good that we're talking about it because I feel like I'm going through it in some ways now. I feel like there is a bit of a shift in my mum's situation. And, you know, I hope it's not going to be too drastic. I could be, you know, hopefully I won't eat my words right now. I think it's, she's still quite independent and can remain so for some time, but you Mm -hmm. do start to realize things are going to change. And so you have to prepare yourself. And one of the things that I feel like I'm experiencing that did surprise me is how I found myself getting a little bit short tempered and a little bit frustrated and almost Mm. not angry, but yeah, a bit, a bit short. And I kind of with her and I was like, why, why am I, why am I behaving like this? And honestly, I really think it's the process of dealing with this change that all of a sudden Mm. you realize, or you maybe at a subconscious level, you realize, hang on, the ground is shifting here. We're, we're changing roles here. I'm, you're not supposed to need me. You're not supposed to be helpless. You're not supposed to, you know, need so much attention from me. It's the other way around. And I don't think you Mm -hmm. think about it rationally like that, but it's part of that process of the, the roles changing and a little bit of fear that comes into like, Oh no, is this how it's going to be now? It's a bit scary. It's a bit, there's a, there's a bit of a sadness and a fear around that. And so I felt like emotionally, I'm like dealing with it in a way that really surprised me. And I had to kind of catch myself and, and realize, hang on, I need to show patience. I need to be more patient. So I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing that surprised me. The emotions are really intense and, and I'm glad that you brought up, you know, like kind of being aware of it and, and thinking to yourself or maybe, 
even telling yourself like, okay, hey, we need to practice a little bit of patience here. Because I think that that's something that, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm quite good at that, calling patients mm-hmm. to the forefront. You know, I practice doing that because I don't want to ever show up in a way that I'm, you know, we recently talked about regret. I don't want to regret mm-hmm. the way that I show up for the people around me, right? Yeah. And so I do think that that's a really important reminder that and, you know, I, I, I had said and, and, and right after you mentioned, like, you're really glad that we're having this conversation. And I am too. And I think that that's what it takes, right? You know, I said, I don't really know how to prepare myself or be better prepared if that's such a thing for what is happening. But I think that conversations are incredibly important in these times. But the thing is, they're really hard conversations to have because the person that you're speaking to, and I'll even use my neighbors again as an example, you know, they need help, Mm. but they're just not like they need to want it. Right. You can't just like force a caregiver on them. You can't force someone on them to be at their house for a couple hours every day. Like they have to choose that. And that's really tough too, because it makes the conversations really charged. Yes. And, you know, I also noticed that like, I, I saw my dad experience this to an extent with his dad is like, and, and I mean, I've known several friends who have experienced, you know, their parents and their grandparents, the grandparents essentially thinking that like the kids are trying to pull one over on them or something, you know, it gets to a certain point where they're just not like a super full, uh, presence there of understanding what's happening that like, nobody's trying to take away your independence or your freedom. We're trying to help you and we want it to be how you want it to be, but that's not always possible because you might be being super unrealistic about the facts, right? I think what's happening there, and I, I'm, and I only say this because I feel I've seen this in my mom, is that they're also processing a change. You're processing a change mm-hmm. from your perspective, but they are as well. So, in this whole situation, as I'm dealing with mom, I've actually noticed that it, the way she views herself, is changing, and that's hard because mm-hmm. now she's almost. I'd say in some ways almost embarrassed that she needs help. Yeah. She's it's almost yeah, a little embarrassing that now the roles are reversing and so she's dealing with that process of change from her perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with it from my perspective. So you know, there's a bit of tension there yeah. and and I think that's where that tension arises mm-hmm. and and that conflict and and then people start to get snappy and upset or angry and frustrated but really we're all trying to process this new normal or this this change of roles and identities yeah yeah and I think again that's why I really try and constantly remind myself in those situations where like I might feel a little frustrated or you know, any number of emotions, I could name a lot of them, (laughs) Um, that I feel super blessed to have grown up with parents who like loved on me endlessly. And they were always there for me. And they took amazing care of my sister and I. And, you know, they just wanted to give us the world. And I know that. 
And so however that shows up for me to be able to reciprocate that, you know, I'm grateful for that. And they're my parents. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that's an important reminder for me. And, and I hope that other people find that helpful too, because I do think, you know, calling to mind what all of the, at the end of the day, what all of this means and how you want to show up is, you know, something that, that is top of mind for me a lot. Yeah, you're right. When you mentioned it, it recalls the idea of regret. You really have this opportunity to be present and conscious of how you're dealing with it. And those emotions can be so forceful and powerful, but you don't want to have regrets. Like I found those days when I was a little bit snappy that I just felt so bad. And, you know, I called my mom after Mm -hmm. She might not even have noticed, you know, because she's going through her own thing. But I felt instantly like, oh, no, I need to kind of, you know, make up for today. And it just, yeah, just little things like that. Yeah. Well, Nicole, as we said before we started this episode, I know that changing roles and identities, you know, we could have gone a lot of different directions with this. Um, I think that very top of mind for both of us, given some of the examples that we shared today, um, is this idea of, you know, our age and life changing, um, the, the different things that we have going on in everyday life and what it's like changing from being a business owner to the shopper of the house to managing projects, homeowner, all that stuff, um, that hopefully, you know, our friends found this helpful today too. Yeah. And I'll keep you updated on how mom's doing. Hopefully everything goes well. Please do. I know I speak for us and our listener friends when I say that we're thinking of her. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So as we close out today's chat on changing roles and identities, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed our conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.